Luke chapter 17, verse number 11. And it came to pass, as he, the Lord Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria once again, southern Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers. They stood afar off, as they were supposed to do. But they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Jesus said unto the man, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Heavenly Father, we, we pray that you would bring to our attention the obvious. May we grow in Christ. May we be more appreciative of your blessings. And not just a, a, a nod of the head, but Father, give us true thanksgiving shared with others. Bless your word. Bless our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I've given this little devotional this evening a somewhat silly name, but nevertheless appropriate under the circumstances. Uh, we're going to address the question of how to kill Thanksgiving. We're not talking about the turkey. We'll let other people kill the turkey. And in that regard, why have turkey and Thanksgiving become synonyms somehow? Why is that? Why do so many people call Thanksgiving Turkey Day? It's just wrong. Or at least it should be wrong. There are lots of people who don't eat turkey on Thanksgiving. And uh, uh, maybe the price of turkeys goes up and down and up and down. Maybe that's part of the problem. But uh, uh, this isn't Turkey Day. This is, uh, we're, we're talking about Thanksgiving. I don't know whether to laugh or to cry or just ignore it when somebody says, Happy Turkey Day. Since for some people, that is all that tomorrow is, then perhaps for them, this is an appropriate uh, title for the message. Might not be for you, but it is for them. It's always about them, right? We're, we're never addressing our sins. It's always other people's sins. One of these days, we're going to have a lesson or two on the subject of how the United States is a post-Christian society. Right. Today's Thanksgiving is one illustration that America has moved past its former Christian yeah. mindset right. when at least there was one day a year that was really dedicated to thanking God for the blessings on the nation, whether it be food or peace or whatever. Well, we, we're no longer there. That's gone. Our society has become 
percent, 99% secular, and God has been kicked out of Thanksgiving. Tomorrow is simply the day when the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks play football, and a bunch of overstuffed people lay on their uh, uh, sofas and lazy boys and their, their Chesterfields for a while, and then they get up uh, relatively early in the evening and uh, toddle off to bed so they can get up the next morning at 4 o'clock in the dark so they can run over to that ungodly Target store to buy things that uh, uh, they're almost giving away. Thanksgiving. Nevertheless, the calendar tells us that tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day. The one day of the year set aside for a 10-second or maybe a 15-second thankful pause uh, before the rolls are buttered. Those rolls cool so quickly. You've got to get the butter on right away. So we cut the, cut the Thanksgiving prayer short so we can get to the real meat of the, the situation. But a single yearly Thanksgiving day for the child of God is... Not a silly thing, it's, it's a horrible thing. We are supposed to be thankful all of the time. Yeah, right. And if anyone should be thankful, it is, it is we who know the Lord and, and recognize the Lord's blessings on us. The real Christian has been commissioned to rejoice and be thankful evermore. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. And yet I wonder how many of us, think back through your day, how many of you have said thank you? Sometime today. We're not talking about tomorrow. Today. How many have said thank you to the spouse for cooking supper or taking out the trash? How many have praised God for his saving grace as Brother Kilgard did just a few minutes ago? How many children have hugged their parents and thanked them for their Christian love? How many have said thank you? How many have thanked God for anything? And if you did, how many times have you thanked him? And about what have you thanked him? Or for what have you thanked him? Thankfulness ought to be as regular as our heartbeat. But it's rare. I think I've mentioned before a woman who got on a very full bus. And a man got up and gave her his seat, and she fainted. When she came to, she looked up at him and said, thank you, and he fainted. <laughs> Why aren't Americans thankful people? I asked myself that question. I came up with five possible answers. Again, this is not you. This is other people. This is for your reference material here. An obvious reason we are not thankful is because of our preoccupation with ourselves. Yeah. On one of Jesus' visits down to Judah, he was going through Samaria once again, and apparently in the southern part of Galilee, where Galilee meets Samaria, these ten lepers met him, confronted him from a distance. They knew that they needed God's miraculous grace. And they had heard that Christ was a miracle worker. 
So they cried out, Master, mercy, mercy. We're lepers. They had no other place to turn but to God. No physician could heal their malady. No government agent could, agency could intervene on their behalf. They were, they were stuck. And grac graciously, the Lord Jesus just responded to them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. In that day, before the deification of the medical establishment, it wasn't the job of the doctor to determine and certify whether or not uh, uh, this leper had been cured. The job was given to the man of God. Old Testament principles. Go show yourselves to the priest. So off they hobbled in the direction of the nearest synagogue, I guess. And as they were going along, it wasn't very far apparently, as they were going along, they recognized a miracle is taking place here. Feelings long dead began to return. Skin which was black or white began to turn pink as the blood returned to it. And immediately one of them stopped, turned around, took a few energetic steps back toward the Savior, threw himself on the ground and thanked the Lord Jesus for the miracle, Amen. as he should have done. Yes. The question is, and it's not my question, the Lord said, weren't there ten? Where are the other nine? Where is everybody? Why is it just you? One of them might have said, well, you said, Lord, you said that we were supposed to go to the priest, so I was just being obedient. I, I want this, this healing. And if there was any way that I might be disobedient and cause the healing not to become complete, then uh, I didn't want to upset things, so you told me to go, so I'm going to go. Off he went. Besides, there's plenty of time to return and thank the Lord later. But did anyone? Do we have any record of that? The Lord was on his way south. Probably they couldn't find him if they wanted to. I may be sticking my neck out just a little bit, but I think there is always room. There's always time for godly praise. It doesn't matter what the Lord has asked you to do. It doesn't matter what he has commanded you to do. He will not only forgive you for a momentary offer of thanksgiving to him. He'll not only forgive you for not being obedient to the uh, immediate point, but he'll bless you for it. It's like the kiss that a son plants on the cheek of his mother who's asked him to uh, do something for her. She's not upset with that kiss. Not at all. Has the Lord asked you to die in the streets of Baghdad? Praise his name and pack your bags. Has he asked you to clean the church? Well, thank the Lord that it's not Solomon's temple. This is a little smaller. Has he commanded you to give to missions? Well, praise him for something with which you can give to missions and, and, and praise him that the Lord doesn't ask as much as the IRS does. Praise is always appropriate. Yes. 
just as a clean face is always acceptable. And what's more, service to God without thanksgiving is never appropriate. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And whatsoever you do, do it in, in word or deed. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. If one of those men had said, I can't stop to thank the Lord because he's commanded me to go, I think you've found somebody who's just offering an excuse not to do what is just the right thing to do. His primary concern is getting healing. And nothing's going to stop him. Not worship, not praise, not the Lord himself. He's thinking about himself. Yes. Why is it that at a restaurant, many saints can never publicly bow their head, take their cap off if they're wearing it, and verbalize a thank you to the Lord. Is it an empty stomach? Is it fear? Is it embarrassment? It's sin. They're like the dog who smelled the smoke in the middle of the night. He ran into the kitchen, grabbed his uh, doggy food dish, ran to the doggy door, ran outside with his dish, then turned around and ran in and woke up his master that the house is on fire. First things first. Why is it so hard to get children to say thank you? Because they're children. <laughs> they, they're born uh, selfish. Their number one concern is themselves. Yes. Children are sinful. They're depraved, like all the rest of us. Yes. They just don't have as much veneer covering up their sins as we adults have learned to apply. Children have to be trained to think of others before they think of others. And why are so many adults unthankful? Because they're children. They haven't grown up properly. Someone has said that a major part of a good attitude is gratitude. If by a decree of the White House, I don't know how these special days ever started. But if some, some decree came along and said, we're going to move Thanksgiving from the uh, Thursday to the following Sunday so that Thanksgiving is on Sunday, I wonder if church attendance would go up or down. My heart says that nationally speaking, not of you, of course, but nationally speaking, attendance would go down. Why? Because Thanksgiving is a family holiday. It's not for the Lord. It's a family day. Hmm. A very close related second wound to the heart of Thanksgiving is covetousness. Money greases the wheels of modern fallen society. Keeps everything moving. As most of you are aware, Friday will be one of the biggest shopping days of the year. Perhaps the very biggest. Why is it called Black Friday? I should look that up. I'm just guessing. 
Well, I don't know. You'd think that the retailers would be calling it Golden Friday or something like that. But then again, those retailers, no matter how busy their Black Friday is, probably would not be satisfied with that and would like it to be busier. So it's Black Friday. I don't know. Sadly, some retailers are trying to expand Black Friday by creating a bleak Thursday. How many stores will be open tomorrow on Thanksgiving? I, I googled a little and I was pleased to notice that most are closed. Some are open. Those which are open on Thursday are open for what reason? To be a blessing to society? To, to enable those who don't, can't fight the crowds on Friday so they can come on Thursday? If they are busy, if they are open for business on, on Thursday, on Thanksgiving, it is for the purpose of making money. So it's about making money. Greed is killing Thanksgiving. Brethren, take heed and beware of covetousness. For man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. possesseth despite what I heard you saying just before the service about uh, the guy with the most toys. These are the last days. 2 Timothy 3 says, This know that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, and so on. Another weapon used to murder Thanksgiving is something we might call vain imagination. Please, please turn to Romans chapter 1. Romans 1. We come to Romans chapter 1 often, don't we? Verse number 18. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. Notice that. Wrath upon ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in those people, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And the main point I'm trying to make here, because that when they knew God... They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. What replaced the thankfulness? Their vain imaginations about how we got here. Creation, evolution, so many other things. These verses teach that sinful men substitute corrupt thoughts for godly thankfulness. In other words, they imagine themselves more highly than they should. Unlike those ancient Puritans, we've done away with God. We don't need to thank him for anything. We created this life in which we live. We created this society. We grew this food. Or we bought this food. We did all of these things ourselves. The axe may kill the Thanksgiving turkey, but pride has killed Thanksgiving. 
The despotic di dictator doesn't have to say thank you. He's in charge. He's the boss. He feels there's no call for it because he's the pinnacle of his society. And most of us, excuse me, most of our neighbors think that they are the pinnacle of their society. Oftentimes we think the same way, picturing ourselves as the ruler of our little world. Remember, we, we as Christians should know better than anyone else. We are dependent on so many other people and ultimately the Lord for everything that we have. No honest thinking person can deny Jehovah's authorship of the universe and all that is in it. God deserves far more than a little recognition for those good gifts and perfect gifts which he gives us. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass the master's crib, but Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. Turn on your minds and look about you. See the grace of God. As I told you before, the word think has its origin in the word, excuse me, the word thank, thanks, has the same origin or comes from the word think. The word means the moving of the mind or feelings. Thankful people are thankful people. You lepers didn't deserve Jesus' miraculous cleansings. Now you're debtors. One says, ah, I see that. And he returns. May I suggest another weapon? Rejection of the Redeemer. Why didn't those nine lepers return to Christ? They didn't recognize him to be Christ. Doesn't verse 13 suggest an answer? They came and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy. Jesus, Master, we need your mercy. They acknowledged that Jesus was the Master of Miracles. They acknowledged that he could heal diseases, even their particular leprosy. But they didn't go any farther than that. They didn't call him Lord Jesus. They didn't call him Christ. They didn't call him Savior or any other divine or, or respectful term beyond just that master. There's good reason to believe that several of these were Samaritans and probably several were Galileans, Jews. The one that returned, Jesus pointed and said, he's a stranger. He's, he's a Samaritan. Samaritans often enjoyed the fact that the Jews had no dealings with them and vice versa. Sure, take those other people for what you can. Sell them your goods and steal theirs. That's all right. But then after Thanksgiving, no more association with them. We don't need them anymore. These ten lepers eventually were physically healed. Now they're even more obligated to the Redeemer. But apparently they didn't want to believe that he was supposed to be the Lord of their lives, not just healer. They wanted a healer, but not a personal deity. 
They may not have returned because they didn't want his rule over them. And one other thing. Some people aren't thankful because they think they have little for which to be thankful. I turn to some of my illustration sources for this. Truth is, we have a great many blessings for which should draw out our, our praise and our thanksgiving. In one of my books, I, I heard about the town Grouch who heard a sermon on Thanksgiving, and he still said that he had no good reason to be thankful. A little four-year-old boy heard him say that, came up to him and said, Mister, you could thank God that he didn't put your nose upside down. If your nose was upside down, it would be very hard to blow. And then when it rained, you might drown. Be thankful your nose is pointed in the right direction. Another man said, I can't be thankful. I owe too much money. I can't pay it. He was told to be thankful that he wasn't his debtor or his creditor, excuse me. We all should be thankful that only you and God know how evil you are. If you can't praise the Lord for what you have, then praise him for what you have escaped. Maybe you don't have money, but you don't have leprosy either. I don't care if you're a Mormon or a Muslim or a Methodist. We all have so much in this country. We have full grocery store, well, semi-full grocery stores. Uh, we have money to buy things in the grocery store. We have a car to get to the grocery store. We have so much. If for nothing more, we should praise the Lord for the rain that came last night and the sun that was here today, the snow. We have so much to thank the Lord for. Some of us can thank the Lord for our sanity. We have so much cause for thanksgiving. There shouldn't be just one day for Thanksgiving. There should be 364. I think we should keep one day for grumbling and moaning and, and griping, but the rest should be for the praise of God. Sadly, there's one other thing to remember. For some people, for many people, eventually Thanksgiving Day will be a thing of the past. There's a day coming when God's judgment will supersede Thanksgiving. There's a judgment day which will overcome Thanksgiving day. And for those who are not children of God, there's a day coming when there will no longer be any reason to ever be thankful again. There will be a day beginning in eternity when those people will despise the day they were born. There will be no thanks for even the hope of a future day of, of release once they're in the judgment of God. There'll be no praise for even a single drop of water to cool their tongues or refresh them in any way. 
There will be a bitter snarl on those miserable faces for all eternity. The greatest reason to praise the Lord is the sacrifice that Christ made on the cross of Calvary. I can't say for sure. The Bible doesn't say so. But of these ten lepers, I think there was one who is still praising God today. I don't know about the others. But I think there was one when the Lord said, I heal you the second time. He was healed from the inside out. He was, he was healed body, soul, and spirit. I would, I would like to think that the man who returned thanking and praising God is also praising God as one of the Lord's children. We may be suffering in so many ways right now. I don't think many of us are. But even as, as sufferers, with shingles, leprosy, financial problems, whatever it is. To know that we are forgiven and have a home in heaven, it's unspeakable. It's so great. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We should be thankful people.